What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Comic Con podcast. This is your boy, the Manimal, and with me, as always, is Justin, aka Nemesis Prime. What's up, Justin? Yo, what's up, Zach? I am in the frozen tundra here in New Jersey. You know, snowed in a little bit and uh, still experiencing it. Yeah, which, by the way, actually, that reminds me. You should tell your little story about the mailman at some point in this uh, <laughs> in today's podcast. In the video you sent was pretty funny. What was that off your ring doorbell or something? Uh, that was off of my security cameras in my house. So don't okay. anybody think that they can try to uh, steal <laughs> comics from my house because I got cameras all over this place. <laughs> it was so, but I, I watched it. It was bullshit too because it's just like the little basic mail truck, right? Yeah, nothing, he, nothing with four wheel drive or any kind of snow capabilities. No, he literally, instead of just backing straight back, he decided to go on an angle and just got caught over the snowbank. And everybody out there knows those shitty little post, you know, post office trucks. They are, they're worse than go karts. <laughs> and you've been shoveling, I think, for the past like three days. Every time I talk to you, you're either shoveling your house or your parents' house or something like that. Oh yeah, and uh, you know, towards the end of the video, which I didn't show you guys, it actually took. Um, about four people to get the guy out of there. Like my neighbors, <laughs> this guy with us walking, his dog helped. And then eventually my wife comes out, but she was busy with the meeting, you know, working from home. So it was just really funny. <laughs> she Do texting me. <laughs> one time, uh, randomly, since we're kind of talking about this, I flew home to Kansas City for like Christmas to visit my family. And uh, the next day it snowed, it dumped all night. The next day, the snow truck, the snow plow got stuck on the street. And my dad and I were outside on like shoveling the snow truck with a big ass plow on the front out. It was ridiculous, dude. <laughs> it's crazy. That's nuts. That's nuts. good comic book reading weather though. Yeah. Going to catch up on some stuff since I got nothing better to do and, you know, recover from uh, snow shoveling. So you know, right. my back and my forearms are huge. Going to be like Bobby <laughs> Swolverine once this is all done and Popeye with the forearms. Yeah, there you yeah. go. But well, <laughs> thanks cool. everybody for checking us out. I know that was a uh, you know a yeah. weird little intro. We're gonna talk about snow, but um, to everybody listen our... to us on the podcasts. You know, you got Spotify, iTunes, Google, uh, Google Podcasts, and any other. Oh, as well as Anchor. You know, that's our big one, Anchor FM. So uh, of course, hit us up on Instagram, Comic Con Podcast, and uh, send us some emails at the Comic Con Podcast at Gmail dot com. Yeah, and you know, that is what this show is going to be, random shit that we just like to babble about. So kind of give you a synopsis on what we're going to talk about today. We're going to go over, kind of talk about some YouTube auctions and the ins and outs and issues with that kind of stuff. We know most of you are probably listening, also take part in those, so you might like to hear our opinions on that. We're going to delve into some more comic community drama that's out there and kind of give you guys some warning on a few issues and whatnot. And then we're going to actually talk about some comics, some DC Universe type stuff and some characters that might be showing up here soon. And then as always, we are going to finish with kind of what books we are currently reading this week and that we enjoyed. So off to the races, I guess. So first we'll talk about the YouTube auctions. So, you know, a lot of people that are in the YouTube community take part in auctions that go on pretty much every channel that's a comic book channel does some form of an auction right justin oh yeah and some channels just do them specifically they don't right. even they barely put out haul videos they just do auctions and you know these are good like the youtube auctions are, are great i'm not a big partaker in them um but you can get good deals you can get stuff for steel and sometimes it goes the opposite way as well so <laughs> but um you, or know, you make I'm, money you know you make good money sometimes I think that's about the only thing I participate in. I don't really buy anything off auctions. So, mm -hmm. no, so what's I, your issue with auctions? Um, you know, not so much issues, but you know, I've been on auctions. I've, 
like you said, I've participated in auctions. Uh, you know, some of the big guys out there, the NY Warriors have been doing it for years. Right. Lords of the Long Box, you know, the channel uh, that we are both also on, you know, we do them quarterly. So when we do them, it's like we bring we bring the good books. Yeah. Uh, you know, Three Men in a Basement does it. Very Gary does it. Um, Strictly Comics, uh, Jay Blitz Comics, just to name a few guys out there that I've seen, you know, ones that I've been on and ones that I've bought things from. So, you know, I, I, it's just really interesting with YouTube auctions. And, and the one thing that, like you said, I like is the fact that, yes, you can get deals, books cheaper than you'd be buying them on eBay or an auction right. house or something like that, which is always nice. You know, my problem with the YouTube auctions is when people are, you know, selling books and you're starting these auctions at such high prices. You know, one of the issues is, you know, I, I can't remember who it was and I'm not going to name names, but somebody had a uh, ultimate fallout Four. I want to say, let's just call it a 9.4, you know, GPA was a thousand dollars and they're starting the auction off at a, th uh, the GPA, I'm sorry, the GPA was 1100 and they were starting the often auction at a thousand dollars. So you're only starting at a thousand dollars less than what you could buy it for, you know, and maybe let's just say eBay or any other type of online site. So where's the fun? Like, where are you getting anybody to actually do that? Like, I, I, I want to bid, you know, you want to see people bid. That's the idea for an auction, right? You want the opportunity as a buyer to get it for, you know, cheaper. Cause if not, like you said, then you're going to go to eBay and just buy ultimate fallout for cover price or the GPA price. I mean, like at, at, at the time, you know, so that is the appeal for the auctions. And I think as someone who's selling in an auction, you have to realize that for the most part, and don't get me wrong, sometimes you're going to make out really well, but you break even. Like a lot of times, your book that you think is going to sell for, you know, high ends up dumping like $200, 40 bucks less than you thought or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then some random ass book that you didn't think you're going to make any money on <laughs> like, for whatever reason gets to a bidding war. So, you know, you come into the auction knowing like, oh, I'm going to make X amount of money and it fluctuates. The books that you think will go higher go lower and the books you think will go lower go higher. But yeah, you can't come out and be like, hey, this book is a thousand dollar book. I'm selling it for 950. Start the auction now. You know? Oh, which, yeah. I, I, you know, last auction that you and I were on, which was sometime last year on yeah. Lords, I auctioned off my first Zatanna, you know, Hawkman number four. I think it was like a six or 6.5. I started that thing at a dollar. I, I mostly start, you know, whether it's myself, TiVo, Dark Side Jedi, Otto, you know, we start our bids at a dollar, you know, yeah. let people bid on it. So it goes, you know, and I, I sold it for a good amount of money. I, you know, I sold it and it was probably roughly what I thought I was going to get. And even if not, it's just the fact that people are in it. At least you have a chance, right? You know, whatever the book may be. But if you're starting a book so high, you may just get one person to bid it. And then you, you might as well have just called it a buy it now at that price. Yeah. You know, the other thing is too, like you got to understand that you're, you're saving money by doing the auction and not selling on eBay <laughs> also. Like, so eBay prices are outrageous because you have to pay the taxes and the fees and all that. So um, I think one of my big issues with the YouTube auctions also is, you know, it can be kind of shady. Like it's just, in, it's, it's dangerous sometimes because you don't know who's bidding. There can be trolls in there bidding stuff up or saying, oh, I'm going to win this and then just disappear and not pay. That's the frustrating part too. And even like connecting and contacting these individuals when like you've sold something is kind of a pain in the ass on YouTube. It's not like Instagram where you can DM them. You know what I mean? You have to 
kind of hope they email you mm-hmm. if they don't leave their address and the you know the PayPal payment or whatever that's a pain in the dick too you know it's just like it's a nightmare sometimes yeah i agree wholeheartedly and it's just it's really tough because the fact that you know these these guys out there they'll they'll sell these books but you want it to be people that are watching are part of the community mm-hmm. they're not just some random person i mean granted if you buy a book on ebay you're of course someone who wants the book, but these people are coming to your auction because they, they know people in the community. Cause you get that in the live chat, you get that, uh, back and forth within the chat other than just people bidding, which is always nice. So it's like, let's start these auctions at lower prices so people can bid and you know, you feel good. You know, that's, that's really one of, that was one of my main concerns you right. know, watching these YouTube auctions. Um, uh, my second concern is I can't stand when I love I mean, every auctioneer has, you know, you have to have a hype man. You got to have it. Joker M21. He's great on whether it's keep it thorough's auctions, the NY warriors auctions, big lion cat auctions. You always get that person who's like, Oh yeah, man, this is a great book. And they are great books. Lords of long box. You know, you definitely want to have a hype person to hype up books, which is of course, that's something that everybody does because it's, it's what it is. It's just like an auctioneer does it. They tell you all about the book, but the one thing that bothers me is when people start telling you about GPA on this book or what it's selling for on eBay. Right, in the chat? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, not even the chat. The people that are auctioning the book, oh, they'll show okay. you the book and they'll say, all right, starting bid on this is $50. Hey, but this book's going for 150 on eBay. And it's just like, I, okay, so if it's going for 150 like, why, why are we starting it? You know, why are you telling people that? Because- they usually get into that once there's like, if there's no bids yeah, and that's like one thing that's like, well, now you're telling people what it's worth. Try to just trying to sell it. Like mm-hmm. you want it to sell naturally. Just this is the first appearance of a character. That's it. Don't start throwing out like GPA or even GPA on raw. Like when someone's like, Oh, this sold in a, in a 7.0 and this is like a VF copy and it sold for this month. You can't GPA. That's such a random stat, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so just dis- like, you know, I've also seen the opposite too, where you have, or maybe not the opposite, but people in the chat will be like, oh, you can find that book for $60, buy it now on eBay. And then they'll like link it, you know, like the <laughs> trolls in the chat will try to like steal your auction book and try to tell people where else to buy it. So fucked up. Yeah, that's, that's definitely wrong. So I, that's just my two cents on YouTube auctions. I, I just think that, you know, everybody does them. They're great. Again, I absolutely love being on YouTube auctions, like I said, uh, NY Warriors, Lords of the Longbox, we definitely need to do one this year. Oh, yeah. um, anybody else that's out there that does them, I, I love just hanging out with people just in the chat. I could be watching TV and just have it in the background. And then when a book comes up that I want, hell, I'll bid on it. And you know what, too? And I was going to say this as well. like To be like afraid of your book not making the right price, there is always those guys like you, uh, James, TiVo guys who you know aren't really probably going to buy anything, but they're in the auction watching in case a book like let's use your Zatanna drops to a low price. Like, oh, damn, this book should be more. There's always knowledgeable guys that are hanging out that will scoop your book up and will press the issue for it, you know. So, um, yeah, I feel like you need to realize if you're going to do the auction, like you might take some L's, but I mean, obviously, you're doing an auction because you didn't want to sell it on eBay. That's kind of the way I see it, you know what I mean. You, so. I, you, you, I remember last time you did an auction, you did that Rise of Kylo Ren set, and that yeah. went for a good amount of money that you know did not time. expect. Yeah, yeah, 
But then you, like you said, you lose, you lose some, you win some, but you, you can't start auctions at such a high price because then that's not really an auction. That's almost like a buy it now price. Right. Yeah. Well, so on that note, uh, keep an eye out for the Lords of Longbox auction. I know we're going to have one. We've been chatting about having one here soon. Uh, I got a bunch of stuff to get rid of too. So it's fun, man. So anyone join up for that. So next up, let me kick it over to you. We have some comic community drama and you're a little bit in the know on this topic. So why don't you start mm -hmm. us off on that? So this one, this, this week guys does not involve me. Uh, so before anybody thinks <laughs> that this is another one of my dramas here in the comic book community, it's actually not. Uh, I did speak with the person on uh, Instagram. He's also, uh, you know, he's a good part person of the community and Instagram and on YouTube as well. Um, you know, I talked to him back and forth. I said I wouldn't drop names, but you know, he basically bought this exclusive comic that was uh, limited to a very low print run. Uh, the issue is for something is killing the children. That's all I'll say. Uh, and basically, you know, he was in this group, and what happened was he got his book. Unfortunately, they packed it, which I think packing needs to be like a number one thing for these for any type of book when you're sending a book that's extremely limited if right. you guys don't know how to pack a book when you're shipping go on youtube and just type it in and you'll find how how to comic book pack your books when shipping so basically this um instagram and youtuber he reached out to you know the the main person in the group uh he actually also you know sends an email to the distributor of you know who was doing the initial release and, you know, they went back and forth, you know, and eventually he said, the guy said he can either just return it or, and get his money back, but he had to pay for the shipping and he wouldn't, isn't going to get a replacement. So if he wanted one, then you're, he's going to have to go on eBay and spend the tons of money. So, so what happened to the book? Well, how jacked up was it? So basically the reason for it was the way they taped the book on a Gemini mailer was like upside down and then taped onto the backside. So Basically, when you peeled off the tape, you were peeling the book, which would bend the book. Mm -hmm. But the bag and board that they used was really shitty as well. And it actually broke the seal from the bag and board, which then had made a tear. Okay. And then they basically had color break and, and more, more, <laughs> more worse for wear than I should say. So, uh, you know, and this was in a private conversation that the Instagrammer and the admin had. And eventually he just got fed up and he had to, uh, you know, reach out to the comic book community. And, you know, he even, you know, went as far as the, well, it's even funnier. The person who sold the book and the admin basically stated that, um, you know, they're, they're blaming uh, Boom Studios for it and all this, yeah. other stuff, which is, which is crazy, you know. Boom Studios sent it to him, right? Yeah, you can't blame boom studios. You can't blame uh, Ross Ritchie. Who's the C CEO, but you know, that's just, just terrible business on a one-on-one -on -one basis. So it, you know, he kind of told people to watch out and you know, again, I have no stake in the game. Zach has no stake in the game. So, you know, we just kind of wanted to bring that out. And I'm sure if people who follow us or follow, maybe even follow this person, they found, they know about this. So uh, again, we're not going to name, names we're not going to throw out who they are but you know when it comes to packing books i think again 101 in packing is you know i sell stuff all the time zach what do you, you sell stuff all the time right 
Yeah. I mean, obviously there's a ton of advice to give or maybe not a ton on packing, but one thing everyone needs to realize, especially these big distributors who are making their money off these exclusives and these variants and whatnot is if someone's, in my opinion, if someone's paying more than $10 for a comic, you need to be taking care of this comic, you know, possibly, I mean, invest in some mylar at the very least for these Uh books, you know, because I saw the damage done to the book and, uh, I mean, I've got to assume that that bag they use was just garbage, you know? I've had some bags that I've gotten from people and um, when purchased comics either online or something, it always, like, if it, you can tell it's shitty because it'll always split right there on the uh, the side where the edge of the board is, you know what I mean? So, uh, you know, take your time, you know, invest in some packing. If it's if you're one of these people who think, oh, it's too much, I don't want to spend that much, much money on, you know, the packing stuff, up the price a little bit or something. I don't, I don't know what to tell you, but... That sucks. I mean, that guy spent a decent amount of money on a book that he wanted and for it to come in like that limited edition, you know, that's horrible, man. Yeah. I wish we could tell who it was and not because, you know, to throw like shade or, or dog anyone out, but as a community, obviously I'm more in the, and I think you are as well, more in the Instagram comic book community. And I think they do a good job of kind of watchdogging certain companies and people and, and stuff like that. And, it's important to know these things. So, you know, if you have problems with a, with a distributor or someone you purchase comics from, you know, put it out there and it's all about customer service, you know? Um, yeah, that's the main thing. I, you know, that, that's really what we want to bring forward. So anybody who's listening to this, that does their own exclusives or know this, you, that, that's really the biggest thing. Customer service is always, you know, number one, right. uh, you know, with, comic book exclusives they did that star wars high republic number one the clone wars homage clone wars one homage and they flat out told people the print run was terrible so luckily they got they were able to get reorders so they didn't send out a ton of copies so that's what it is you know instead of sending out copies and people bitching that the you know there's print marks or there's color breaks or whatever the case may be you know they just flat out told people that you know, you just have to wait. And I've seen that for other books. You know, sometimes I've, I, you know, me being a variant guy, I've had to wait sometimes months for books because yeah, they have to get replaced. I'm fine. Whatever. It happens. Yeah. You know, I was going to, that's exactly who I was going to mention too, is comic book exclusives. And the thing that was so great about their customer service, I thought was the visibility. They were on the ball. Like it was almost like they must've opened the box, saw those books were jacked up and mm-hmm. immediately posted about it. And we're like, Hey, Sorry, everyone. I mean, their their visibility, they got out in front of it. They were completely honest. They didn't like, you know, hide anything. It's not like they sent them and waited for someone to bitch about the shitty quality of the book and then came back and did it. They were a lot of integrity right out the gate. And I mean, honestly, dude, shitty customer service, boom, I'm done buying from you. Like, that's fine. I'll take an L. I'll take an L on one book, but mm-hmm. I'm not coming back to you, you know? Um, yeah. In one of the, I'm not trying to, I'm going to drop a name to make this a little juicy, not on this topic, but one company that has had some issues lately is Unknown Comics. I mean, they've got some flack lately because of mm-hmm. some of their stuff, you know what I mean? And shitty customer service there. So, yeah. See, I'm on the opposite be- end. I'm going to do the opposite end of you. I just, I ordered their King and Black, Gwenham versus Carnage, number one and number two. And number one, they were both done by David Nakayama. I ordered the number one complete set, which is three it was three different variants and it came with a shirt. Mine came in a nice, you know, box with the right. shirt and all my copies were perfect. So okay. know, I've yeah. had, I've had nothing but good things about unknown. And again, I've ordered the number two, 
I just ordered, I think number three just uh, got went up for pre-sale this week. So, and that's a fair point too. Everyone's going to have different experiences and, you know, some people are going to like some people, some people are not It's just like everything else. So I don't know. That sucks. It's disappointing about, um, that individual in this book. Yeah, definitely. So did you get that book? book uh, did I get it? Um, yeah. I got it, but I didn't get it through the group. I ended up having to go on eBay and spent like an extra 40 bucks for it because I found out about it late. But uh, it got shipped. The guy said he messaged me today saying that it would look good and it's getting shipped out. So I'm happy. So hmm. hopefully when I get it, it'll be you know perfect. You're going to pull that tape and split that spine. <laughs> yeah, mine will be terrible. <laughs> and then I'll be reaching out to Boom Studios and being like, this is right. terrible. Why did you guys mail this in a Gemini? Yeah. So <laughs> that's our uh, comic book drama, comic book community drama for the week, guys. <laughs> so, okay, next thing up we're going to talk about is we're actually going to get into some comic book talk and give you guys some information on some stuff going on. Uh, so previously, and I think maybe our first episode, we talked quite a bit about DC's future state. You know, there's been a lot of questions on the longevity of DC's future state, what's going to be the future of DC post future state. And we kind of had some answers recently. Um, it's been released that infinite frontier is going to come out issue zero in, uh, I believe March or April. And it's kind of going back to the DC universe pre future state, but we are definitely seeing some stuff like bleeding over. Like Justin, and I talked about a lot of people were asking what's future state going to be like, well, Popular characters most likely will always carry over at some point. And mm -hmm. we are getting some information on that. Uh, you want to talk about the first one? Uh, yeah. So one of the main ones that just got announced today that was, as we're recording this on February 3rd was the Yara Floor. Uh, she's getting her own, you know, Wonder Girl. So she's the, you know, Wonder Woman Amazonian, uh, or I should say Brazilian amazonian uh it was just announced today that joelle jones is going to be doing her ongoing series and if you guys know joelle jones she did the cat the current catwoman series she started that up um so and this article comes directly from Ble uh, bleeding cool so as it was promised back in november wonder girl will be given the character her own ongoing series which launches on may 18th and will officially introduce yara floor into the dc universe or omniverse or even infinite frontier as they're calling it maybe but because before that she will have a tease in the appearance of the upcoming uh infinite infinite frontier number one which comes out in march so zero and one are coming out in march so, right um, yeah. i'm gonna see in march second no, no okay second. yeah oh really dang yeah thought, second is zero i thought all that was gonna actually be a little bit later in march you know what i'm reading this little um <laughs> blurb about her <laughs> this is fucking bullshit raised in the far off land of boise idaho i lived in boise idaho what do you mean far off far <laughs> off land i grew up in boise idaho this is awesome but no that's cool man um obviously she was one of the breakout stars of uh future state mm -hmm. some of the other ones that were a big deal that we're seeing a lot of hype for is red x and it's also been announced that the new teen Titans storyline called teen titans academy will introduce a new group of teen heroes, including the future Red X to the original new Teen Titans. So we're going to see more of Red X showing up in the DC universe. Um, I'm trying to think what else is coming. Oh, here's another. Well, do you know what's to just let's let's kind of pick apart the Red X. So, you know, yeah, everyone's okay. kind of, you know, thinking and we talked about this actually just this week on Lords of Longbox that everybody was buying that Batman 96 because they're saying that it's Clown Hunter in the future. Right. But I wouldn't be surprised since, you know, and this is spoiler. So if you haven't read 
uh, Team Titans Future State number one. Just kind of skip the next two minutes. So you know how like Nightwing kind of has like the costume that looks like Deathstroke. Mm-hmm. Maybe the Red X Future State is actually Jericho. Ooh, it's a good call. Mm, He's been would- gone for a long time too. Yeah, I, and it's kind of an alternate universe type of thing. So why can't Jericho be uh, Future State Red X? Yeah, it definitely could. I feel like they might introduce, try to make it like an all new person. You know, yeah. I don't. I'm not. I know you are. I'm not familiar with Red X actually. In terms of, wasn't his first introduction in like the cartoon in a cartoon? Yeah, the Teen, Teen Titans Go. Okay, cartoon, and then he's in like a. I think he's in one comic from Teen Titans Go. So you know, he played a bigger role in the cartoon than he did in the comic book series because it right. didn't. It wasn't a really long series, but you know, like you said, with spinning out of future state you know we're getting teen titans academy so now we have image kind of has deadly class which is an academy type thing you have strange academy and marvel mm-hmm. and now dc is going to have teen titans academy <laughs> and it actually is picking up from where like the teen titans or the titan storyline ended pre uh future state which was kind of nightwing and all the original titans getting together and saying look we're going to bring all these juvenile like juvenile characters together and teach them how to be Teen Titans. They they realize that like there's been too many little shoot off teams, and they've been doing shit on their own, and all jacked up and whatnot. So, what we are seeing is continuation of storylines pre future state carrying over into the future. Mm-hmm. So, which is cool, you know. One of the other big ones is Bendis taking over Justice League. What's your opinion on Bendis in DC? I think he's done a good job so far uh, with the action comics. Well, I would say the action comics has been okay. I'm not a huge Superman fan, so I can't say that I've, I've been keeping up with that. I, I've, of course, love Naomi. Um, speaking of Naomi, she's actually going to be one of the characters in right. Justice League. But, uh, you know, I think it's it's definitely going to be an interesting read after, you know, Scott Steiner did the reboot of the, um, what's it called? Rebirth series. Yeah. So, and then you know. Tenian took over. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then Tinian took over. So according to, you know, DCComics.com, the new members on the Justice League are Black Adam, Naomi, and Hippolyta. So that's yeah. a weird class right there. So I read most of Bendis' DC stuff. Uh, I liked the Man of Steel. What was it like a five or six issue miniseries? And I think out of the two titles he was writing, Action and Superman, I enjoyed Superman more than I did Action. His Teen Titans, I don't know, or Young Justice. I'm sorry. His Young Justice was it was oh, yeah, right. um I did not read uh Wonder Twins. And you know, I didn't read much Naomi. She bled over into Young Justice, but it almost seemed like to me, Bendis' time in this recent DC was like him trying to recapture what felt like ultimate Spider-Man to me. He was trying to make the characters young again. <laughs> I'm sorry, this guy's not young anymore. He's old. I don't think he's actually in touch with like the youth of the world anymore. And he's trying to write these young characters, and it felt dated to me. Um, but I'm also older, so you know, I don't know. I didn't have the same oomph that like Ultimate Spider-Man did. But mm-hmm. you know, I'm glad he's sticking around. Let's you know switch him up, give him more adult characters, and you know, I think it's cool they're letting him take over his creation, Naomi, as well. You know, so yes, I think she'll eventually come to you know they've announced that she is coming to a, a series on cw so i'm excited for that and the final one that we talk about for as far as the infinite frontier is 
Jeff Johns and Todd Nock doing an all new Supergirl storyline. Stargirl. Stargirl. What yeah. did I say? Supergirl? You said Supergirl. It's okay. Uh, terrible. Um, that could be cool, man. JSA? If it has JSA, I'm in. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I think with the current series, uh, well, you know, the CW's Stargirl, which was on DC Universe season one, I liked it. I think it was one of the better first seasons of any of those shows. And, you know, I'm kind of just waiting for season two to happen now. So I think to bring Jeff Johns back because he created the character way back when, you know, we definitely needed a new Stargirl series to kind of, you know, people who don't know who she is. Now you're going to, you know, you'll know about her more because she was on what? She was on Justice League United, right? New 52. Yes. Yeah. And I'm trying to think where else. I didn't watch the show at all. Does he have any... um did he have any directorial or writing? Oh yeah, he was big. He was like one of the producers in the show. I mean, oh, okay. it, it's, it's his baby because the character is off of his, uh, you know, uh, deceased sister. Oh, uh, I didn't so know he kind of created her. You know, it was kind of uh, a homage to her. So I think that's. I think that's really you know, that's the real that's the real thing with Star Girl is that he does not want her to be does not want to be anybody do it done wrong for her. So he will right. definitely be the only one writing that series. So didn't she make an appearance also cinematically or television wise in legends of tomorrow or was it smallville or both? I think maybe I think she should have been smallville. smallville. Yeah. Cause they had the JSA there. So she showed up there and I can't remember if there was that. Did you watch much of legends of tomorrow that first season? Yeah, no, I definitely did. So that was like the best season, but I mean, they were doing all the time travel stuff with uh, uh, JSA and like different members of the JSA were showing up. I can't remember if she showed up or not, but anyway, rabbit hole fell down there. <laughs> hey, that's what we do here on the uh, Comic-Con podcast. <laughs> so, so yeah, some little DC news there, which is interesting. Um, you know, kind of keeping up on maybe television news. What'd you think about WandaVision this past week? Oh yeah, WandaVision, everyone. So here's another thing. If you have not watched episode four of WandaVision, please skip over this part so we can, you know, you don't want to know what happened. Uh, first three episodes, you guys know we talked about it. I kind of just grinned and bared through them. <laughs> um, but episode four, yeah, it, it finally, you know, it's finally catching fire. It's finally showing something on a different side of the MCU. You're getting characters who were, you know, I would say C-level characters in those movies like Thor and Ant-Man, and they're bringing them more into like the fold. Um, we finally saw somebody get unblipped, right? That was awesome. Yeah, yeah, that was definitely. I kind of want to do an. I want to do a video edit where characters are being blipped out and then doing all these people blip back in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was really cool. And at first, I remember when we saw it, I was kind of like, "Wait, what's happening?" And then I realized I was like, "Oh." And then I, I think I even said to my girl, I was like, that's the first time we've seen anyone unblipped before, which by the way, worst designation of a term also <laughs> really what we're calling it blip. It sucks, dude. But, um, yeah, you know, I was a little, uh, I was wary cause I think you texted me that morning and I said, I was watching, I was like, Oh, I'm getting ready to watch WandaVision or something. I think you're like, Oh, it was kind of a filler episode. But I didn't find it. I mean, I, I get what you meant by that. When I was done with the episode, I was like, I guess it was a filler. But I feel like I got more story in that than I did in the first three combined, to be honest with you. Like, you actually know what's going on now or to some extent, you know, yeah. theorists, theories out there for everybody. Right. So I liked it, man. I thought I really enjoyed this episode. Um, 
I loved uh, Kat Denning's character. She's great, man. She's been great in the first yes. Thor, first first two Thors. I'm glad they brought her back. I'm loving Jimmy Woo. I'm excited to see Jimmy Woo and Shang Chi. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I I liked it, dude. And I liked all the uh, the kind of like the shout out to Maria Rambo, the the formation of Sword. Um, I liked all that, man. I'm pretty. Yeah, you excited. saw a lot of stuff. You saw yeah. a lot of background for Sword, and which was something that. You know, people have been waiting for they they knew about it coming. They everybody buying up those astonishing X Men number sixes, mm -hmm. waiting to see you know Sword and Abigail Brand at some point. And the fact that you learn so much, and the fact that like the time the timeline changes. You know how before she um you know before she blipped out. You know her mom had cancer, and right. then she comes back, and it's just like what happened. And the doctor tells her that she died. It's been five years. And it's just like now she's like kind of, you know, as the one guy, the director, he's like, you're, you're grounded. You know, you're no longer doing that space stuff. Mm -hmm. And now you're like, all right, well, what what are we going to see next from Sword? Because we've seen that at the end of what is it? The end of uh, Endgame or Spider-Man? Oh, when we yeah. saw. Oh, no. And Samuel L. Jackson in space. Captain Marvel. Yeah. You're right. No, no. Far from home. Far from home. Oh, yeah. OK. Wasn't it? God damn. It's been so long. We're sorry, guys. Out there. Yeah. We're, we're, we're fucking that <laughs> it, up. It's but. been so long since we've had a, a Marvel movie and right. a post-credit scene to remember what it was. And there's been so many. But you know, like one of the things I was really excited about when I, she was walking through like that warehouse, you know, of a sword. And I don't know, maybe this is just totally wrong, but they're constructing something. And I'm like, holy shit, is that the peak? Is that the sword uh, space yeah. station satellite that's going to be up in, you know, up in the atmosphere have you heard some of the uh like rumors or theories about sword and like a, a major marvel family that might have had a connection in that episode i heard that something is possible that somebody's going to show up someone uh, who can stretch his arms and legs and yes and there was a little thing you know and you know there's so many people who just like hear these things and like oh that's that you know and good on you because honestly when i heard it i didn't really piece it together and then when uh -huh. i when i read that about that later about astronauts disappearing in space hmm you know what could that be <laughs> that's a good addition i mean you could easily be yeah. like yo they blipped out in space but because they were in some weird vortex or black hole they came mm -hmm. back fantastic yeah so, i completely missed that the first time around and i had same. to rewatch the episode i was like oh my god this could be <laughs> happening <laughs> i'm excited about that man i'm excited about that so yeah, you know, WandaVision's picking up. Um, there was some spoilers that got out. Did you hear all that drama too? How they're going to release possibly the next two episodes on the same day because of leaks? Oh, yeah. Video, well, video was, uh, did, did you see those video leaks or no? I saw one that a certain individual sent to you and I. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be interesting. I, I guess we're going to have to wait for Friday to see if they're dropping those two episodes so people aren't like, what the heck, or... Are we going to go another week and just get one one week, one episode? So I'm you excited know, because it's something that I talked about on episode one that I was hoping that somebody right. would go up. So we won't spoil it until it happens. You know, Marvel and Disney are just furious because they're like the Nazis of keeping stuff in secrets. You know, like they just are not happy about leaks, man. Absolutely, man. Star Wars stuff never leaks and the Marvel stuff always does. It's odd. It's very odd in that world. There's definitely a pit somewhere where bodies are buried for people who leak stuff from Marvel and Disney. Oh, my God. 
Okay, so now we're going to move on to the next topic, one that we do every week, and that's kind of what current books we're reading this week from the, you know, the recent issues, you know, maybe if we picked up an old story, something like that, but currently reading comics that we are liking. And I think Justin's going to go first. So this one's actually going to be a surprise to Zach. And and this is, these are really good because neither Zach or myself talk about what we're going to choose until we actually say it. So, you know, if you guys listened to last week's episode, Zach talked about the Wolverine series. So I'm not going to read his series because he kind of talked about it. And I was like, but there was another series of Wolverine that's out and that's Wolverine black, white, and red. And I'm actually really liking that series. Um, It's two so far. It's only two issues have been out. Um, The synopsis is Logan patch weapon X Wolverine. The mysterious mutant has gone by many names and lived many different lives. Now experience all new untold tales of the best. There is through the lens of all star cast of creators in an unadulterated black and white format with a healthy splash of blood red all over (laughs) return to the weapon X program with Jerry Dugan and Adam Hubert in a new revelation from Wolverine's shattered memories, as well as other artists and writers. So I read the first two issues. Did you read the series? I haven't actually. I um, I remember when it came out, and I was kind of like, nah, I don't know. Okay. Some so, of those Wolverine minis can kind of be rough. The, yeah, I mean, I haven't read a Wolverine storyline in forever. But you know what? You were talking about Wolverine last week. I was like, you know what? I don't want to go through his issues, but I knew about this series, so I gave this one a shot. I really like. So the first issue, uh, there's again, there's three stories in each issue. The first story is done by, like I said, Jerry Dugan and Cubert. He's the artist on it. And that one is just killer. So you basically have Wolverine Weapon X in that, you know, old school, just with the helmet on where he's straight up Weapon X Mm -hmm. out in the the jungle. And it's awesome because, like I said, everything is in black and white. And the only color that you get throughout the entire series is red. So that storyline was my favorite of the three that were in uh, issue number one. And then in issue number two, there's actually a really, really good one that has the uh, one issue has Jerry, I'm sorry, Greg Land as the artist and his storyline um, with Vital, what's her name? Uh, Vital Alea. It has Patch and it's got like an old school feel to it. It's got him fighting Sabretooth. Hmm. But you can tell that like the costume is like the costume from the 80s, like the late 80s. So almost that that brown that yeah. brown and tan one, and then there's another storyline in that that I really liked, which was uh, it had Patch, and it's him and this character who is I think I want to say it's Kitty Pride, but I, off the top of my head I, I can't remember. But it's done by Claremont, who's the writer, okay. and your boy Salvatore De La Roca, Ooh. the artist, and it's like him in um, what you call uh, Madripoor? Is that how you mm-hmm. say it? Yeah. So it's like awesome because you got his artist style. You got Salvatore's art style with this like oriental feel. And again, all it is is black and white and just you get red from a lot of the blood because that's all Wolverine does. But I like this series a lot and I definitely think you guys should definitely check it out. It's only got two issues so far. I think it's only going to be four issues, but I could be wrong. No, I think Um, you're right. So that's my pick for this week for what I'm currently reading. Um, so do you think each, of? each story yeah. just individual or does any of the stories from issue one carry over to like issue two, or is it oh, literally no. just like an anthology? Yeah. It's just like an anthology. Oh, it's, cool. It's really just every, 
every issue so far, which is only two, uh, each story is a little different and each story is done by a different artist and writer. Um, the main one, I guess the main one from issue one was with Dugan and Kubert. Mm -hmm. uh, you also have Matthew Rosenberg and another one you have Declan Shan Shanley, who, you know, he was actually the writer, artist and colorist on third story in issue two. And then, like I said, the favorite one that I liked was between the Greg Land on issue two, as well as the one with LaRocca and Claremont writing. It was pretty freaking awesome, man. I'll have to go back and check that out. Oh, definitely. I mean, you're a Wolverine guy. You're an X-Men guy. Anybody who likes Marvel, I highly recommend checking out this series. Cool. Okay, so mine, um, gosh, is definitely going to be X-Men themed. And I know I kind of did Wolverine last week too. But, you know, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, he always chooses X-Men or Marvel, keep in mind that DC, the future state stuff, honestly, I haven't been super impressed and I don't have a future state title that I'm like loving, loving right now. And this week was a little light for me on the uh, the independent stuff. So anyway, my pick this week is going to be Hellions issue number nine. So this is part of the Dawn of X, you know, the post-Hickman, mutant X-Men uh, run of titles. And the Hellions is very cool. It's it's an awesome, like, team of degenerates. And they're basically Mr. Sinister is running them. You got it led by Havoc and Psylocke, but not Betsy Braddock Psylocke. We're talking about Quanin, the um, original Asian Psylocke body or whatever, which, good God, you got to talk about how the body swap in there. But you also have really kind of crazy characters from back in, the, I don't even know the era, maybe 80s or 90s. You got Orphan Maker and Nanny, who are awesome. Uh, Gray Crow from the Marauders, Empath from the original Hellions team, and Wild Child. So it's a really like unique group of characters that come together and are kind of like the whole idea is that they are trying to redeem themselves to the rest of the mutants on Krakoa and accomplish some form of good and rehabilitation. But this issue was really cool because we see the return of an awesome original X-Men villain that we haven't seen in a very long time, which is Mastermind. So Mastermind shows up here and he's doing something shady behind the scenes. I don't want to spoil it to you, but there's a really awesome scene about Mastermind using his powers of, you know, mind manipulation and just totally fucking with the Hellions hmm. team. And it's crazy. And it's almost like, you know, it, it felt like, you know what it felt like? It felt like Inception, the movie Inception. It felt like with a dream within a dream within a dream, like this whole segment of what was going on to these guys. And I loved it, man. I really, really enjoyed it. I love how this new Dawn of X is bringing back characters like Mastermind or um, Wild Child, Nanny, Orphan Maker. These characters that you don't get a lot of game time with the X-Men. You know, typically it's always Wolverine, Storm, Rogue, those kind of characters. And we're really seeing through Dawn of X the return of great minor characters. And they, they're showing why they're such great characters and they just don't get enough game time. So check it out. Hellions is a great read. It's really fun. It's almost... And you know how I'm not a big fan of like the comedy zany type issues. Mm -hmm. It sometimes lends a little bit that way. Like I feel like that's how they play Sinister's character in this Dawn of X. He's kind of goofy in a way. Hmm. Um, and it's kind of running that line for me on whether I like it or not. But <laughs> I've been loving uh, this Hellions run. So check that one Good. out. Cool. Um, but yeah, man. Hopefully next week and following weeks, I'll have something that's not X-Men related. <laughs> hey, if it's always Marvel, you know, then you got the people out there who are listening to us who, you know, this week we both picked Marvel titles. Who would have thought that I was going to pick a Wolverine title, right? 
I didn't. I mean, didn't you just post something like X Men suck recently on one of my oh, Instagram posts? Oh, no, there's no, there's no Instagram post for that. But <laughs> I, like I said, I think you know your pick. I definitely read the beginning series. I think I read the first few issues of Hellions before because didn't it start pre COVID and then it stopped? I think and it now started right out. as COVID. Like, oh yes, that's right. All right, yeah, yeah. It came out right yes. before the the pause. You know what I mean? The blip. Right. Yep. So I did read, I did remember I got Hellions and there was like two other titles that came out that are all, that also started right after that uh, post Dawn of X. Yeah. Um, can't remember them, but yeah, I read, I think the first two issues of Hellions. I know I have the covers. They were done by Greg Land as well. It's got Psylocke on it. I can picture it in my head. Uh, but the same thing, like the Wolverine stuff, I highly recommend it. If you're a Wolverine fan and you want something different, uh, if there's three stories in one, it is a, probably a little bit pricier because it is a thicker book. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's like seven ninety nine, but I highly recommend checking it out because you get to see different styles of him and just the black and white like noir style is is awesome with just that little hint of red every time he's like killing people or they'll That's throw cool. a little color red in you know maybe in like the dress like when they're in Madapur. It's really interesting. So you're you're an X Men guy, man. Go out there and read that for now. So it's kind of like the first one or two episodes of Wandavision. With the occasional um, red in there, right? The yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're <laughs> right. There you go. Um, but no, man. Yeah, I'll definitely check it out. I definitely will read that. Sometimes cool. I find Wolverine to be. I love Wolverine. I mean, who doesn't love Wolverine? But he just gets so much game time that, to be honest, sometimes he's uninteresting in a way. Mm-hmm. I think it's like, uh, okay, you know, I'd rather read about other characters. So, but I will. I'll check that one out for sure. Cool. So I think, you know, um, that's about all we've got this week. Um, like Justin said earlier, you know, you can find us anywhere. Uh, they play podcasts, you know, primarily, obviously, Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, as well as Anchor off the site. You can find us on Instagram, the Comic Com Podcast. And on there, Justin created a link tree, which links to our email account where we would love to get questions, voicemails. It also links to our personal Instagram accounts, which we do a lot of promotion and uh interaction with the comic book community on that as ourselves so you can't sue the comic-con podcast for things we do on our private instagram channel or (laughs) private instagram accounts but um yeah man so yeah thanks uh unfortunately we didn't have any community message this week so you know some weeks we are gonna have some and some we're not so hoping next week's episode you know you guys send us either uh, some Instagram messages or directly to the email address. Like Zach said, I know Zach got an email or not an email, I should say an Instagram message, which he's going to be tackling soon on mutant Monday. Uh, if you guys haven't checked out, I just, just start dropping, you know, a new segment for you guys. It's called the star Wars back. It goes into first appearances of characters that I believe you guys should start picking up because they're really cheap. And before they start getting into that Darth Revan and, you know, Grand Admiral Thrawn style where they're like a thousand dollar books. You might as well get them now while they're pretty cheap. So, and I'm going to bring those characters to you every now and then. Um, other than yeah. that, it's been an absolute pleasure guys. Thank you so much for the support. You know, Zach and I, we, we, we checked the analytics uh, and we just noticed, you know, we hit a milestone last week. So we really appreciate everybody, you know, and, and we're not even a month old. So we really appreciate everybody. Um, listening to us on all the different platforms, whether you follow us directly on Instagram, if you know us from the previous YouTube community and IG community, or you're finding us for the first time, we really like that everybody is listening and loving this podcast. And keep an eye out, you know, 
here soon. We probably will drop some of these videos on our YouTube channel, the Comic-Con podcast. And uh, don't expect us to look super great or show anything off on the camera, but you can listen to it and watch it and you can see my messed up hair right now where mm -hmm. it currently looks like I rolled out of bed. Um, but yeah, you know, like Justin said, really appreciate all the support. Um, we're excited to keep this going. It's our first complete month. Um, so yeah, man. And definitely check out Justin's Star Wars stuff. Like he said, you're going to find some characters in there that are affordable in the dollar bins. And as you know, Star Wars is hot, hot, hot right now. So mm -hmm. um, check it out. All right, guys. We will catch you back here next week from uh, myself, Justin. Thanks so much, Zach. Later, guys. We appreciate it. And see you again next week.